Live Terminally, a podcast about changing your mindset and rediscovering life. For you, is being a musician more of the about the process of making music or is it the product? Like, do you... Or is it both? Like, do you find equal satisfaction in the, in the in the production of new music, or do you like? Oh, I hate recording. I hate all that. Oh, I can't wait to get to performing. Um, that's a good question. Like, I think I like both, but I think as I've gotten older, I've realized the creation part of it is so much more fulfilling. It's like it's like new. When it, while it's happening, it's new. <clears throat> and then the kind of touring and stuff is a lot of driving. And it's there's kind of a repetition of it that starts to get less creative, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, like I do enjoy both, but I like the creation of music. Like um, I kind of like like making songs was kind of like a coping mechanism as a kid, you know? And like, I'm really thankful I ever discovered that like when I was young, before I like started drinking or whatever. Um, because like I can use, like use that to cope, you know, making songs or whatever. So a lot of these songs are like, they're kind of like at the very end of like when I'm processing something, you know, yeah. like, so it's like a distillation of um, kind of these thoughts and there's kind of a resolve to them a, a little bit or they feel sort of not complete, but, you know, they're like they're completed thoughts, I guess. Yeah. In some ways. But, um, yeah, I really I really love especially as I'm older, I think making making songs and creating records. I love you need probably to name more than touring. You need to name an album like Triple Distilled or some <laughs> reference to your favorite liquor. <laughs> uh, smoky yet a nice burn as it goes down. Yeah. <laughs> I I found the same thing with myself. I um of course I didn't uh, God, I didn't know how to to record music. Uh, I still don't really. Um a mutual friend of ours, Chris Harry. He and I record uh, all all my music, and I've learned so much from him that you know I can now fumble through it and send some shitty tracks to him to polish up. Um, yeah. And the more I do it, the more I realize, like God, this is really really fun. And whereas before, when he, when we did our my first project together, I hated it. It was terrible. It was so stressful. It was so, I was like, I just want to go play. I just want to perform. I just want to play. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, after you get a little wisdom, little, you know, um, you kind of feel, realize what you can do. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it really is a lot of fun. And I think it's probably equal. Do you think that if you were to never go on the road again and you just released records like you know like one of my favorite musicians that i don't think tours anymore is uh jason martin from starflower 59 
Oh yeah. Puts out killer music. Killer music. Yeah. I would I would give a left testicle to go see a, a Starflyer 59 show again. Now, if he goes on tour, please don't hold me to that. But you know, I, I saw him way back when, but I don't know that he tours anymore. We, um, and I'm sure he gets satisfaction out of that. Would you, if you were to never hit the road again, do you think you would still enjoy music as much? Um, I I think so. Yeah, like I I I know that I'm not going to be touring as much as I'm getting a little bit older. Like because it's not a great use of my time, really, to be like driving. Mm-hmm. in the car for seven hours every day that's like not the greatest use of my time really you know but um yeah i i would like to see jason martin play also um Hell yeah but um yeah i think i always want to play shows like at least a little bit um at like a sustainable level like maybe two maybe two or three two-week tours every year would be like... That would be fun. That's not, not too much. Yeah, yeah. Actually, another guy I would love to see actually go out and play his music too is our, you know, our, the, our common thread, T.W. Walsh. Yeah. Um, hopefully he'll he'll listen to this and actually hit the road for a couple of weeks. Play yeah, some of his yeah, jams he should. Too. But, he really should. I like his music a lot. Yeah, it's excellent. It's excellent. In the modern era of streaming then... Just to get into the nitty gritty business part of it, like someone like myself thinks that, you know, to make money and to survive, you kind of have to be out on the road selling shows, selling merch, you know, LPs. Um, if you're not out on the road and you, and you know, like, like you said, you know, being out on the road is kind of a waste of your time or not a waste of your time. Because playing shows, connecting with fans, meeting people is that's, I mean, that's the most important, in oh, my yeah. opinion. It's the connection between you and another soul. Yeah. There's nothing that's more beautiful than that. But how would, how would you survive? How would, um, like, what advice would you have for a musician that just wanted to record and release music and make a living at it? Well, um, I've given this like a good bit of thought actually. Um, like the music industry is like hugely in flux. And mm-hmm. like when someone figures out something that works, then people immediately copy that. And then all of a sudden it doesn't work because it only worked when one person was doing it, not when yeah. two million other people are doing <laughs> it. Um, so it's kind of the Wild West. And um, there's a lot of tools available to people. You can like, uh, sell your own tickets or you can you can reach anyone through the internet or you can make whatever you want um i i don't really consider myself in the music industry anymore because i don't have a booker or a manager i'm not on a label i'm just like running my own small business and um sometimes i think of like ideas that i want to do and they're they seem silly or like not possible but I've stopped thinking like that. I just anything I think up, I'm like, oh, this would be like fun to do or like so I feel like if you just have fun and with it and you make interesting things that people will respond to them. Um 
and that could be different for everyone for any artist it could be different um i know what i'm saying sounds extremely vague but but um like this tour i'm going on this summer it's like i'm just playing people's houses i'm bringing my own sound system i'm selling tickets online i have my own sound system um that isn't exactly revolutionary but i'm i'm just like making way better money doing that than i ever have been playing clubs oh absolutely and um it's a little bit more administrative work but um the kind of experience that i have with people coming to these tiny shows packed into like a living room or like an art space like they're just like really fun yeah and i get a really good feeling um when I get home from a tour like that, I feel kind of recharged rather than feeling like exhausted. So I hate performing. (laughs) I hate tour managers. I hate gigs. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Like I came up playing clubs and like my, here's my experience playing a club. It's like you show up at four o'clock in the afternoon because that's when I told you to get there, but you don't actually play until nine. And when you walk in, the bartender's like, who are you? Oh, you're playing here tonight. And then they're like, the sound guy is late. He's not going to be here for an hour. And then you're waiting around. Yeah. And then the promoter is like arguing with you about the money. It's just like, I've been doing this for too long to deal with that kind of shit anymore. And so I don't think people share my feeling about this. This might be Mm -hmm. my, just my thing, but I'm just so burnt on that whole scene that Mm -hmm. I just don't give a shit about that. Like I do this so that I, I don't have to work with assholes. Like mm-hmm. I work with people that are cool and like I get to work with the people that I like. And if I run into someone who I don't trust or it gives me a weird vibe, I just don't work with them. Yeah. And like, like it's made for like a pretty harmonious, like experience playing music. And, uh, it gives me a lot of hope that you could like, build these kind of ideas and do like, just do whatever you want. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm making it sound like I'm Beyonce. Like I can do whatever I want. I don't mean that. I just mean like, (laughs) you don't make it sound that way. (laughs) There's like lots of ways to do it, but you have to be, you can't just upload your music to Spotify and play at Joe's pub and have a living playing music. It has to be like more. um, And that isn't like a dig at anyone, by the way. I'm not like, I'm just saying like, you can't monetize your music because if you're doing things a standard way, you can't monetize it because it's not built for you to make money. Mm-hmm. Spotify isn't built for people to make a living from it. No. So, you know, like it's maybe an exposure tool um, and and that's good. Um, but I think I've made a total of like $35 from Spotify over. Yeah maybe the last six years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's definitely not, a, not, not a moneymaker. It's definitely not like if you have to have a plan aside from that, I think if you're, if you're like a, a starting out artist or something or, um, and then like some people like, like, um, have you heard of Andy Schaff before? A uh, songwriter from Canada. I don't think I have. Um, he's pretty great, but uh, he he's got a great band, and they bring out like horn players, and like he's got he's just got a really great band, and 
I think it was like really expensive for him for several years to get this band on the road and keep doing it. But yeah. they put on such a killer show that um, now like his shows are really like selling out and doing really well. And it's like, I don't know, like, like he really invested in the, the idea of like making a, a, like a lot, his records are great, but he also has this live band business that is just a really huge well. production. Yeah. And I think you just have to figure out like how you want to do it. Um, uh, whether it's like composing music for films or, yeah, or, I'm kind of in, I'm into like, um, specialty projects. Like I put out, um, an EP. I don't know. Can I grab one? I don't know. Show yeah, it. absolutely. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's any in here. Is this the one that you put in a, um, uh, it's like in a, like a, a glass box. Yeah. Yeah. So like I made, a an EP that was like in a little USB and it's like, it looks like this. It's like a, like a clear yeah, USB yeah. with a, and um, this was like epoxied into this clear like museum box. And um, there was only, I made a hundred of them and there was actually quite a lot of work to put together, but um, it just had like an EP from that I wrote during the pandemic and I, I didn't release it online. And so the only way you could hear it was just to buy right. that. And I sold I, I made, I think I made a hundred of them hmm. and, um, that was kind of like a fun project. Um, Heck yeah, man. I sold those. Yeah. So that was really fun. There's a really good picture of it at your website. Um, I saw that and I was like, that's a super cool idea. Super cool. And it kind of, you know, leaves the rest of us who don't have it, you know, something to desire like shit, man, I'm missing out on something. So like that, that, that scarcity mentality. Which, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure will keep people paying attention, um, especially with the home sh- with the house shows. You know, there's only because I ju- I just got some tickets to the St. Pete show, so I'll see you there. Oh, sweet, awesome! And there's, there's only 50 tickets available. Anyway, yeah. If you don't jump on there, 50 tickets is not a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it goes quick. It yeah. goes quick. So, um. If, awesome. I'm glad you're coming. It's going to be a fun, fun show. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Excellent time. But, um, let's, uh, let's move along here. Um, I certainly don't want to take up your whole evening, but I've enjoyed our, our talk. Um, the band, not necessarily to talk about, you know, your, your past musical histories, but you, the band 238, had kind of a Christian roots mm-hmm. and you said your mom yeah. was played in like a Baptist church or was a Baptist. You, I imagine you were raised Baptist yeah. or something like that. Yeah. How, where I eat, where are you? I know you're just like, hey, don't talk about religion. Don't talk about politics, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go there. That's where cool. are you at now in the whole spirituality thing? For me, just to break the ice, I know I've kind of fallen from grace. I grew up in a conservative religion, and it's, you know, my now outlook is very drastically different than how it was once upon a time. How How is yours, and how does that affect your daily life? Um, 
I don't know. Like I like I grew up super Christian and then kind of like maybe around graduation of high school time frame, I kind of like quickly I think a lot of that stuff was kind of starting to dissolve for me starting at like 14, 15. By the time I was graduated high school, I was just like not really that interested in it. Mm -hmm. There was never like a rebellion involved. It was more just like, I think, I think in church the whole time, like I was like earnestly trying to get it. Like, (laughs) like I was like, I'm down, I'm down for this, but like, I'm like, it's like you're taking, you took a, you took a brownie, a brownie and you're waiting for it to hit. It just like never did or something. Like they um, sold me, they sold me a fake. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, um, but, uh, but some, something I've been thinking about lately is just like growing up in America. It's like the Christian, like we're a Christian nation. I mean, I know that's like also controversial, Um, but I think we are Christian. There's a lot of like values and like puritanical things. And it's like, we can't even see them really because it's just the water that we're swimming in. But, um, you know, there's like the whole like thing about, you know, grinding really hard and working really hard. That's like a puritanical Christian thing. And, you know, we like, harshly judge one another and that's kind of a christian thing yeah so it's like i don't know it's like i don't really go to church or i don't really believe in jesus necessarily but i live in america so but um (laughs) and i like apple pie yeah um this is kind of jumping around a little bit but i recently started praying like maybe three months ago yeah and um i was just thinking like yeah i could like learn some kind of other practice that I'm unfamiliar with, but this is like something that I already know. So it's just like easy to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I already know how to do it. Um, but I started praying and I go to sleep like so fast. Like I never like, like if I'm in my head when I'm trying to go to bed, I just like pray at night or as I'm going to sleep and I'm asleep in like 30 seconds. And I do it like every night. And, um, that's awesome. And it can be kind of be whatever you want it to be, you know, like, yeah. there's no like for, I, my personal formula is just like, you know how, like, wh- sometimes when you're in your own head, you can be kind of negative, but when you mm-hmm. like meet up with a friend, you're kind of like incentivized to be a little bit more positive. You're like, yeah, yeah things have been tough, but you know, it's getting better. You know, it's like, that's how it is when I pray and I'm talking to God, I'm like, you know, the sun was out today and thanks for that. And I just say thanks for this bike ride I went on and thanks for, I just say thanks for like five things and then I fall asleep. So that's my, that's my prayer basically. I I think that's, I think we should all do that more of that, you know, just, just summing up your, what you're thankful for that day really kind of focuses, you know, takes your attention away from anything negative and puts it on the positives. Yeah. There's definitely a form of um, uh, meditation in that and comfort Yeah, in that. And I, there's a type of, sorry, when you cut you go off. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Just like externalization. It's like, it's kind of like when you get have a dog or a cat, you're like, you're not the only being in the room anymore. It's like, 
There's like something therapeutic about that. Yeah. Like when you pray, it's like. Put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily know who I'm praying to or. Um, I mean, it doesn't seem, it seems a little counterintuitive that you sh- that you could pray to something that you don't believe in. But I, I, my attitude is I don't really, I'm not saying I don't believe him or I do. I just like, if there is a God, he's beyond me. I can't, there's yeah. no way I can understand him. So I always had a hard time with, especially our Western form of Christianity. Like, you know, you look around at people and even a lot of the religious, and like, God, man, if you think you have it all figured out, I mean, just look at the stuff you say. You're an idiot. Yeah. You're an idiot. But you think that you have eternity figured out or you think you have it all and it's this is exactly how it is. And there's no possible, you know, um, uh, there's no possibility for error or yeah. that you could be incorrect. I... Uh, yeah, I've 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 arrived at the the belief of there's no way in hell I could be smart enough to ever wrap my mind around something as large as a potential creator or source or the universe or just the vastness of whatever. Yeah. And just so I'm comfortable with that. And whatever it is, yeah. it is. And you know, life's good. Life's good. Yeah. So um, so There's I imagine, I imagine your music has reflected like your change in, you know, out, you know, your change in, um, view, viewpoints re- regarding, you know, wisdom traditions or, um, would you say it has? Um, do you mean just like the music has changed because I, my kind of changing the way I think about things or something like that yeah yeah or you know like your i mean obviously the content has changed you know a little bit or i mean i don't know where i'm going with that that's okay we'll we'll scrap that one um it's okay the the characters in your songs or the messages in your songs they always come across to me and i say this as a you know a new fan um but as like a an introverted, vulnerable observer Mm. that, you know, has an insight to humanity or insight to situations that, you know, maybe some of us wouldn't necessarily pick up on. Kind of like a comedian, you know, they're able to bring out, pull out things in society. Sorry, that's my son's (laughs) band-aid. Smash my (laughs) finger. Um, Comedians are able to pull out the obvious in a situation that the rest of us just don't see. I I feel, I mean, I know this last album was a little bit more maybe autobiographical, um, but you, you seem to, at least the characters in your song songs are very, you have a way of putting them together and pulling out different, um, parts of society that just when you hear it, you're like, Oh yeah, that does happen. Or, you know, do you, do you, are are you a people watcher or do you study, you know, do you study people and situations and do you write as to what you see or 
are all of your songs kind of just about experiences? Um, yeah, like you mentioned the comedian thing, and that's like something I've thought about a lot. Like comedians, like they have a like a gr- a great comedian or a really good comedian will have like a point of view. Mm-hmm. They have a unique point of view. That's what makes them special. And their point of view has like a, like a type of logic to it where people are like, yeah, like it's almost like they're, uh, they're like of the mind of people, but they're just a little bit further ahead. They're, they're, they're like able to kind of put it into this like universal kind of thing. And, um, yeah, I think music is similar or at least the writing, the writing in music can be similar, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think sometimes like, like I just, I guess I'm like judgmental, but not in a, not in a necessarily a bad way. The word judgmental has like a negative connotation, but I think I am always kind of like looking at things and people and overthinking situations. And so sometimes these kind of thoughts assessments or um you know sometimes you're trying to cope with something difficult in your life and so you just have like one like four words that you put together Mm -hmm. as a way to kind of like counteract it and be like Mm -hmm. as a way of coping and it doesn't really matter like that could be like a line in a song or something like that i guess like those are the kind of things that i put in music and Hopefully, sometimes some of those lines can kind of resonate with people, um, absolutely, because they are things that I'm thinking about, and I'm I'm pretty intentional about writing. Um, um, and a lot of times, it's like I mentioned before, it's like my coping skill or mechanism for just dealing with life, and it's just like kind of um, working it out on paper, basically. I, can I don't tell, know if that answers your question, but it does. It does. I can tell that you're very intentional with your writing, but you're also very intentional with the the accents and the stresses of the lyrics. Like you'll hold the the last part of a like characters, or you'll put like a unique emphasis on. I don't know if you've noticed this, or if you do it on purpose, or if this is just the way you naturally sing. And this is where I heard. This is where you kind of, I heard some Ben Howard in you. Um, oh, yeah. Or I hear, yeah, Ben Howard in you or you and Ben Howard. You guys do the same. It's a very yeah. similar, um, which I don't hear. Like, it's not something you hear very often. It's, um, yeah. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but you you have a unique way of, you really put a, um, an emphasis on a, on a part of a, a word that the rest of us would just blow right over. But it's so, um, it's so musical. Oh, thanks, man. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, back to yeah. out of fandom and to podcast host. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just I was trying to like think about how to respond to that, but like, I think it's like, um, like you know, like the voice is an instrument, and it's just another melodic like voice in a song you know so do you do that on purpose 
Uh, I think I think so. I think a lot of like singers that I really like do that okay. stuff. You can kind of kind of if you try to forget the words that they're saying, you can just kind of hear them. It's almost as like that sounds like they sound like they sound like an alto sax to me or something mm. like that. You know, like like they're having a kind of character to the voice yeah. and to the parts where that kind of works as a as a melodic line or something. I don't know. Are you are you visual when you when you listen to music? Do you see, you know, scenes or? Um, are not, you a visual not, listener? Maybe a little bit, but not. I've I've known people that are very much that way. I don't think I am. Hmm. Are you visual when you hear music and play music? Yeah, I hear. Yeah, I hear, and that's probably why I describe your music as such because I see. Um. I see like a motion picture soundtrack. I see scenes, movie scenes or oh, colors yeah. and very, you know, visual in my listening. And yeah. It's probably you, a coping mechanism back when I was, you know, young, but, um, like fantasy kind of or something. Yeah. Almost. Maybe just to escape reality. But yeah, the when I hear a song, especially a song I can connect with, I instantly see, you know, yeah. um, uh, play a playwright or a you know a movie scene or something like that. Do you draw? Do you draw stuff or anything like that? Or I used do any to kind of visual stuff. I used to. Um, I wanted to do photography when I was young or when I started college, but I was afraid of being poor because um, yeah. I was so poor growing up. <laughs> yeah, should have stayed doing <laughs> photography. I probably would make more money, but. Um, I used to do it and some of the, the pictures I would draw would get kind of some backlash from from uh some of the people that were in my circles going to college. So I, was, mm-hmm. I went to Christian colleges and kind of conservative Christian colleges. Yeah. So I just kind of put it aside, stopped it for a while, and now I'm shitty at it. <laughs> Cause I haven't done it since. <laughs> but I do like I make a lot of movies in my mind. <laughs> yeah. That's but cool. I, I'm just now getting into the video, you know, video production, which is a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, doing music a little less and doing more video stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll have a some movie come out here, you know, when one of these days. Yeah. I love playing around with cameras like I always wanted a video camera when I was a kid, but we didn't have the money for it. Mm. And so, um, obviously now it's like really like pretty Everyone has one. attainable to like edit and like, I don't know, it's really fun. You can put together some cool stuff. It's a blast. Like the, 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 the video that you did, um, uh, forgive me. I, I tried to remember the names as much as I could, but I'm new to your world. Oh, uh, no the video where you recorded in your bedroom, where you're sitting on the edge of your bed, oh, and you're dancing. Yeah. I think it was something about yeah. COVID. Yeah. Um, you did a lot of that push-pull. Not a lot, but you did some of those push-pull. Kind yeah. of, you know, it's cool, man. That stuff's fun. That, it's a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, that was, that was like a a real like nerd out trying to figure out how to do that. And I built a dolly and everything. And really? So you, it was so, cool. It was, so it was, a, it was an actual like analog, you know. Yeah. So, um my partner Kara, she like pushed the camera on the dolly towards me, mm-hmm. and then um, 
I uh, digitally zoomed out at the same time. So it's like this nice, nice warpy thing. It's pretty, yeah. pretty wild. It's fun stuff. It's fun stuff. Yeah. Creating, creating is, uh, it's a vital part of society. Do you think that the arts are like vital? Like, do you think society needs the arts? Um, I think so. Like, I know we're talking about how, like, when I work in my construction job and um, not really feeling entirely fulfilled, but, um, like, arts, I think, are important because people get to exercise their their preferences, and maybe they don't get to do that any in their relationships or mm-hmm. in their careers or, mm-hmm. like, um, I think that's a really cool like people's preferences are their is their identity in a way like hmm. they find themselves through um that's how they're expressing themselves because they're making this thing and they're making all the choices and that that can be incredibly powerful um yeah for people um even if they never share it with with anyone you know yeah. like i feel like um you know, whether you make money from it or do it professionally or not is not really, it's kind of not really that relevant. It should um, be the, it should be the product that you're seeking, you know, yeah. the process and the, pro- and the product the instead of the, you know, the result. What do you, what about for the consumer? Do you think that arts, like what if there was no art? What if there were no musicians, no painters? That'd be wild, man. I don't know. That would be crazy, right? (laughs) It's it's funny how, you know, in my world, I work with a lot of, you know, physicians and a lot of them think that they're God God's gift to everybody. Yeah. Not very many of them, but some of them do. And they'll talk a lot of shit about, you know, oh so and so, you know, is a musician, they need to come off their pedestal and just shut up. They're just a musician or they're just an athlete or they're just a just a whatever just to insert your word. But I always find I'm like, when you're not at work, what are you doing? You're watching those athletes. You're listening to that music. You're eating at their restaurants. Your life sucks without it. (laughs) And you would have actually no life outside of the arts. So, you know, people, people who, you know, um, you don't want to give credit where credit's due, but our life is the way it is and it's beautiful because of the arts. Yeah, I guess I've never really thought about it that way, but when you really think about it, like we're constantly being not just entertained, but, you know, moved or, you know, having cathartic experiences, listening to music or yeah. reading or something. It's like, yeah, it's powerful stuff. Absolutely. And, and um yeah like yeah, I, don't, I don't know what I to have, say but I have a couple more questions for you and then I'm going to sure. let you go. And sure. I super appreciate your time and I've yeah. enjoyed our conversation and um thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for yeah, coming man. on. So, what advice would 44-year-old Chris have for 10-year-old Chris? Um, hmm. or 15 year old Chris. Um, 
I think maybe like, uh, man, maybe just like, I wish I would have focused and been a bit more serious, like in my twenties, like, I don't know what I was doing in my twenties and thirties, but like, I wish I would have gotten a little bit more focused earlier, mm. maybe. Like how you're act, how you're, your your day to day. You wish like your day to day, how you, how you're living your life now, how you know it's a lot of administrative, a lot of you know you're just taking it seriously, maybe. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, I wish I had just like been a little bit more urgent, uh, maybe, but I don't know. I guess I don't really regret like how my life turned out, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess there's a lot of stuff I would tell 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 him, but um, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Sorry to stump you. Uh, <laughs> Think about it. Think about uh, it. Think no, about it. I mean, it. I definitely like. You know how people who say that like no regrets. Like, are you are you a no regrets person? Because I don't want to offend you. You are no, but. no. I'm not a no regrets. I'm. Uh, I don't want to have regrets on my deathbed. Yeah. I I want yeah. to ha- live a life fulfilled. Yeah. But I'm not a no regrets kind of guy. I'm a kind of guy that you know you should experience everything. You should experience divorce. You should experience de- death. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just like thinking like some people are just like, I don't regret anything I've ever done. It was just like, I don't know how you can look back at your life honestly and say that. Um, there are things I regret, um, but like, um, yeah, like I'm not like beating myself up about it, but I wish like I moved, I moved to Seattle when I was kind of young and I was like kind of enamored with this idea of moving to a big city or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, I didn't want to like come home with my tail tucked in between my legs. Mm. And so I just was like, I'm just going to stick this out, you know, and I mm. just like grinded at my job. And I'm like, I should have been playing music. I lost <laughs> years. Yeah. I should have just moved back to some artsy college town somewhere and just like focused on music. And like, I wasted time. Like I wasted yeah. that time. But um, I would say I have that same regret. I actually have the regret of going to college, but you know, it's provided. What you study? Um, well, I wanted to do, do photography, but then I was scared, and so then I wanted to do physical therapy because I thought that sounded fun. But my my advisor said, you know, looking at your science grades from high school, I don't think you're smart enough. He literally said, "I, I don't think you're smart enough, so you should think of something else." So I came back Damn. to my, um, and I was scared. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't take high school seriously so i came back to my dorm room and i asked my roommate i'm like hey man what are you gonna do and he's like oh my dad was an x-ray tech so uh i'll probably just do x-ray and i'm like all right that sounds good (laughs) and that's what i did (laughs) that's cool (laughs) and i've literally been i did you know x-ray and then i went back and did a um you know advanced um it's called a radiologist assistant so it's like a a physician's assistant that specializes in radiology and um, i mean it's been good it's been good don't yeah. get me wrong i am very honored to do what i do and i love the people that i work with and get to take care of yeah. but i regret i wanted to play music all along i wanted to um 
when I when I was an X-ray tech, and I hated it. I hated it so bad, and I wanted to, I wanted to play music so bad, but I was scared. I yeah. was. I had a stage fright. I was stuck in my bathroom for eight years. I couldn't play a guitar. Couldn't play in front of anybody. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. And but I've been able to get out. I've been able to record music and play shows and open for some cool bands and um. And I love it. It's it's fun. It's fun. It didn't look how I wanted it to look, but I tried. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, I didn't get to try as hard as I could because of you know student loans and responsibilities and whatnot. But I, I went for it. A lot of people, I, I consider it a success for most musicians. If your instruments get to leave your house, most yeah. instruments never leave the house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, um, in my world, that was a success. So, yeah. And the thirty-five dollars from Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's cool that you're doing it and it's like it's like i think music is I mean, playing live anyway and sharing music is about connection mm-hmm. like Absolutely. making art, art at home in private is about for me it's about um you know processing things and like it's a good practice for yourself mm-hmm. but playing out live is um about connection and you can you can do that um you know, at all kinds of like various levels or whatever. Absolutely. Um, so I love um, the connection from live music. I yeah. love it. It's, it's a visceral, intimate connection between two seemingly strangers that yeah. for that time that you share together, you're, you're brothers or you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're deeper than that. Um, and then, you know, if they have musical products, then you get to take them home and, you know, yeah. you become a, become part of like a family. It's pretty, it's, that's, uh, that to me is what, you know, what you and I get to do on a, you know, a hobby level. Yeah. So this is called To Live Terminally and it is a podcast about living. It's not a podcast about dying, but since terminal was in the name, I want to know what your last meal would consist of. Um, this is it, man. Probably like, um, like a T-bone steak. I realized I really like T-bones. I don't know. They're just like really tender steaks. Nice. Um, I would like a T-bone steak, medium cooked. And, um, maybe some like, popcorn shrimp on the side i don't i don't know i do like popcorn shrimp though yeah you're uh um probably like some chicken and dumplings okay uh, on the side also yeah Uh, this is kind of a weird meal i'm putting together but it's your last meal who fucking cares (laughs) tell him to shut up (laughs) i'm gonna die after this food so just give me my fucking food yeah (laughs) just let me eat eat my Chicken and dumplings. Jeez, man. You're not dying. I'm dying. Um, pardon the F words. <laughs> it's your last meal. <laughs> if you want to well, throw some jelly on that steak, who are we to judge? You know? <laughs> you're like, I want a T-bone steak and some some meth. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it might take care of it. 
Could you blend it up too in a in a Vitamix or something? So tell me, what would you drink? Would you have a drink? Yeah, I would. I probably would for sure. Um, have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? Like, it's like a scotch called Lafrog or Lafrag or something like that. I it's haven't. Like, no, it's like really smoky, um, like uh, scotch. And I'm not into scotch, but like I had this drink and it was like a whiskey sour with mm. with a float of scotch on top of it. Nice. And um, <clears throat> I kind of quit drinking a couple of years ago, and I have wine occasionally. But if I was dying, I would probably have three of those. <laughs> Not one, not two, not four. Four is too much. Three. Three would be it. Three. Three minimum is what I meant. Oh. <laughs> At least three. You're my kind of guy. I am. Um, it's funny you say you stopped drinking as of three years ago or a couple of years ago. I, uh, I I think I've joined you in the same with maybe a glass of wine here and there as of today. <laughs> yeah. Today, as of Today. Today I got some labs back and I'm like, shit, I, I think it's time to start. I think it's time to get off the sauce. Did you, um, did you go hard last night? Uh, no, we had a, we had an early Easter thing with uh, the neighbors across the street and, and um, my, my son, uh, I had a Heineken and they made a margarita. And uh, so maybe that reflected in my labs this morning, but they weren't out of whack for anyone who might be worried or think I have a problem. They were just yeah. a little higher than I would like to like to say. So, yeah, yeah. as of today, maybe an occasional glass of wine, but um, I got to go dry. Yeah. I gotta got a long life to live. So yeah, tell, for sure. Give me three people that would be at this meal. They could be alive or dead. Um, just three. Who would you want they to? They could be dead at the meal. Well, they could be sitting. <laughs> I'd want Bernie, you know, and someone to kind of hold him up so he's not falling into my my meth laden steak. <laughs> and that's weekend at Bernie's for those of you who may be too young. Not Bernie Sanders. Hopefully, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a great question. Um, I really like um, this, like Nick Cave a lot. Okay. His like writing. Have you yeah. checked out his like books and like documentaries and stuff? I haven't, but I'm going to um, now. I'm gonna send you a link uh, when I get off with you. Please but do. um, he has a. I think it's called Red uh, Something Diaries. It's like this like advice column thing he does online, and like the writing is like so awesome. And like nice. I'm not even a huge fan of his music, but like I'm like a bigger fan of his writing. But hmm. I would say. He would be a fun guest at dinner, I would I would think. And um, gosh, who else? Um, hmm. So many people to choose from. Tom Petty mad. would be a good one. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I um I almost got to go see him on his last tour, and then I was like, oh, I'll catch him on the next one. So that's a major regret. So that's... I never I never saw him live. But I have a rule now, ever since Neil Peart died, that if anyone's over 60 and they're going on tour, like, just, you'll forget however much it costs. You'll forget about the yeah. 200 bucks or whatever. Just go. Because you'll never forget yeah. the show. But uh, that's a right. good, that's a good, that's a good method, I think. I guess one I should have done. 
Roger Waters came through town uh, last August, and I bought the tickets like two years in advance because of uh, you know COVID or whatever. And I wow. was like, I was like, I don't care how much it costs. I want to see him. And, yeah. You know, he's been a hugely influential, and uh, yeah. So thank God I got to say it. But all right, give me one more. Um, My camera is flashing at me. Oh, so. Okay. Okay. The clock's ticking. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Cannon, Tom Petty. You need to make uh, a better, a better a, um, power source. All right. Sorry. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> you need one of those dummy, dummy batteries that you plug into the wall. I sorry. I've ordered four, and none of them will fit. And they um, say they fit. They won't fit. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Gosh. Uh. Last person. Last person. Um. Like, I'm trying to make sure whoever I mention isn't already canceled. They could be alive or dead, but they can't be canceled. Um, <laughs> um, man. So Alex is Jones like, is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm like the worst person to interview, but I'm like stalling out here. Um, no way, man. It's been fun. Uh, um, uh, maybe someone funny. Um, like, Oh yeah, there's that guy, um, Leonard Bernstein, that uh, pianist composer guy. He's okay. like a really cool music, uh, like educator, and like I love watching his videos talking about music and nice. He talks about like the 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 scale and how we got the Western scale and like how it was like men just singing one note or like in one octave, and then women are like biologically like one octave up so then that became like the t the sort of oh, two note kind of singing really and then there was like the introdu introduction of harmony somehow and he kind of like talks about the whole history of chords that fascinating it's like it's a little Bernstein? bit of a, at least for me it was a little bit of a mind warp the first time i watched it i'll, I'll send that link to you too i gotta yeah i appreciate it man. Um, well, yeah I'm going to wrap awesome, this yeah. up so I don't lose you. Um, yeah, yeah. I hope we can do this again. I yeah, have man, that'd be thoroughly awesome. enjoyed our conversation. And I, uh, I, you know, from being a new fan to newly introduced to you, I definitely consider you friend. And um, thank you for coming on, on my podcast, uh, especially since it's new and you took a chance with me. I appreciate it. I really do. Right on. Uh, please go to chrisstaplesmusic.com and... Uh, follow him follow his patreon uh support this guy he's doing good things he will he will make your life better if you if you let him in uh, cloud souvenirs drops may 26th go to his website find where he's playing get a ticket hurry and get it because uh, i know they're going to sell out quick and um pre-order your lp get it early get these get these jams in your brain before you see them live because they're yeah. going to be that much better and thank you yeah, so much maybe. for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, William. It was really fun to meet you and fun to chat with you. And this is a great, great time, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, if you're digging to live terminally, please like and subscribe and tell someone. Spread the word. Let's all get on it. Let's get after it and start living. All right? Okay. Bye-bye.